coffee, man, yeah. You bunch of lying, no good punks. You guys have ruined my life. You done good. <laughs> I back traced it. Man. With Dan and Sharg, who's here for Ryan? It's walk the line, and I say yo yo, then I say a peace. All right, everybody, welcome to Walk the Line episode. What, Alex? Twenty one. Yes. That is how old I am, Dan. I am twenty one. I'm proud to be on twenty one. It's just, it seems like everything happens for a reason. It's twenty. Well, Sharks twenty one. Today's February 21st. 21 is lucky. The only sad thing about today, Alex Sharg, who's here with me on Walk the Line, the sad thing is Ryan is not here today. It's just so sad. What? Where is Ryan today? <laughs> Ryan is in um, is in Arizona. I think he might be in Tempe, Arizona with the baseball team because they're, um, they're uh, down there playing a couple games because you cannot play baseball in the snow and the ice that well, we are living in. Well, good for him. You know what? He deserves a nice little vacation himself. I'm glad that he's there. I'm sure he's living it up, and I'm sure that he's still listening to Walk the Line at the end of the day. We're going to make him listen to this, and he's going to say, Oh, man, I wish I wasn't in Arizona in 80-degree weather. I wish I was with the ice and the snow and the ugh, whatever we're experiencing right now here at Michigan State. Okay, so Alex, here's the deal. This is the first time. This is great, and I like being here at Impact 89 FM. Alex Sharg, I would call you the founder of Impact Sports. So this is great. This is like having, you know, Roger Goodell being at your NFL meeting or David Stern or, you know, being at your NBA but meeting. They didn't, this is, they didn't found it. They, they, weren't, they weren't the founder. Yes, this is great. So, I mean, and Alex was gracious enough to have me on his show last year when, when he was hosting Spartan Sports Rap. So this is cool because, you know, Alex and I have been friends for a long time now, and, and I've learned a lot from Alex. So it's just it's a joy to have you here with me today. Great to so be here. yeah, so it's good. Now um, we're gonna have just kind of a brief uh, walk the line this week because it's basketball season, and you know the tough thing about basketball when it comes to the uh, the betting lines is that the lines really don't come out until the day of the game. So what we're gonna do, Alex, we're just gonna do a quick recap of Michigan State basketball from last Sunday and then yesterday, and then we're gonna talk about a couple Big Ten games this weekend and the big game, which is on Sunday the twenty third. Michigan State is going into Ann Arbor to uh, to play uh, Michigan Wolverines to try to avenge that loss they put on us uh, a few weeks ago. So, um, like, what are you excited for that game for Sunday? I'm pretty excited, Dan. This is a game that I actually think Michigan's going to win. I think the Wolverines are going to beat the Michigan State Spartans. Wow. And you just came right out and said that. Yeah. Uh, just I've been saying it all week. But this game coming up on Sunday is a very interesting line game because – when you look at the injuries and how that's going to affect the line, I know. I mean, you came into this game with a, a healthier Keith Appling than compared to last game. Now it's totally going to change. Well, so you're looking at a Keith point, a Keith Appling that had one point versus a Keith Appling the last game who had more points. Exactly. And wasn't feeling injury as much. So right. First of all, what's your take, Dan? Well, on, my take is that on the line. Specifically. Well, well, specifically, one thing that Ryan and I have learned in the last couple of weeks is that Big Ten 
home teams are really going to get the benefit of the doubt when it comes to the betting line. So initially, I'll just jump ahead today and say going into that game on Sunday, and we're going to explain why right after this, I'm expecting Michigan to be favored by maybe two, two and a half points. So I think Michigan State's going to be underdogs. But what I was going to tell you is that it's the weird reflexive kind of tennis match nature of basketball. What happened on Sunday was that Michigan State was coming, this is last Sunday the 16th, Michigan State was coming off this blitz of Northwestern where they won the game handily, 85-70. to 70. So Nebraska comes in, and Michigan State's 13.5-point favorites. And what happened in that game, Alex? What happened when Nebraska came here to the Breslin? They just made Michigan State look foolish. It was bad. Nebraska just lit into Michigan State scoring-wise. Michigan State didn't run. They guarded the ball well. And they just didn't have an answer. Yeah, and what it was, the final score of that game, Nebraska, who was 13.5-point underdogs, ended up coming into the Breslin Center and winning 60-51. to And what that was is that is just a lack of motivation because that's a team that didn't expect Nebraska to compete, let alone defeat them. And if we look at the Big Ten standings right now, Nebraska is sitting right now in the bubble because Minnesota Golden Gophers dropped a home game to the Fighting Illini a couple days ago devastating for them. Now I'm looking at the Big Ten standings. All of a sudden, we have Michigan State's going to be in. They're in first place. Michigan, then Iowa, Wisconsin, Ohio State, and now Nebraska sits in sixth place at seven and six. That's a pretty good record. So Nebraska came and, and, and showed us what to do. So the point that I have is now explain what happened last night when, when Tom Izzo gets his claws into a team that does not play with motivation. What did we do yesterday? Yesterday, they just lit the ball up, Dan. Uh, I think everyone who saw the game knew that this was a totally different team than expected. When it came to the line, it totally goofed up everything that was expected. I'm sure you had yeah. the under in that one. Well, you know what? I didn't touch the over-under, but I did. Michigan State was minus five, and I knew that Tom Izzo was gonna be had been kicking their butt in practice, and I expected us to come out with a fire and a fury. It's exactly what happened. Michigan State ended up splashing 13 three-pointers in the first half, and then 17 total, and the final score was 94-79. to 79. And Michigan State basically held an 18-17 point lead throughout the second half. Importantly, yeah. it was a team record. A team school, record. School record. It was beautiful. And and I have the statistics here to talk about the game. I mean, it, the the just the, the Gary Harris was 25 points on 6 of 9 from 3-pointer. Adrian Payne, he didn't play very many minutes, but he had 23 points on 4 of 8 3-pointers. You really don't want Payne shooting 8 3-pointers, but that's still a great game. I don't know, yeah. though. Really? Really? I mean, I mean, the way he's been shooting lately... He's becoming more of an outside threat than ever. He's, and I yeah. want him to just keep shooting. Yeah, no, you definitely want Adrian Payne shooting. And then Valentine looked really resourceful the whole day. He had 16 points, dished assist, had rebounds. Trice, who's been shooting one of the top shooters in the Big Ten, he was four for six for three-pointers. That's 66%. He had 14 points. And then Appling had only one point, like you said, but he dished out nine assists. So that was yesterday. That's the, that's the Michigan State Spartan team that we're going to need to see now, especially on Sunday in Ann Arbor. So, Anyways, yeah. let's do some walk the lining let's do it and get to our little predictions exactly because like i said we got a brief walk the line here in episode 21 because you know when you get to 21 episode episode 21's got to go out tonight and party with its other radio friends you know it's happy 21st to walk the line so um there are a couple interesting games that i want to know and i want you to help predict with me uh for the big 10 for this weekend uh the first one is happening tomorrow um saturday the 22nd it's uh on uh, espn 2 at 12 noon it's the west Wisconsin Badgers, who are 21-5 and overall and 8-5 and in the Big Ten, going into Iowa at 
and they're 19 and 6 and 8 and 4 in the Big 10. So Wisconsin just come coming off a, a very very important victory um, which they won they went into uh, Michigan and really handled them. They won 75-62 in Ann Arbor. So that's the reason that I think maybe the Spartans are going to have a good shot but like I just said, maybe Michigan's going to be, you know, angry about losing that game. But let's get back to Wisconsin at Iowa. Now, Iowa, you know, home team destroyed Michigan about a couple weeks ago. What do you think in this one? Do you, I mean, do you think it's going to be your standard um, Iowa's favored at home? Or do you think, you know, Wisconsin, who just went into Ann Arbor and won, this is a very tough game to predict. What do you think? Very tough because not only did they go into Ann Arbor and won, Dan, but yeah. they've won four straight. Four straight wins for Wisconsin and this is the same team that Michigan State had a, had a close game with as well, down to the wire. Yeah, right to the end. You can make the case that that was because of the injuries like before, but sure. no, no. This is a Wisconsin team that I think, Dan, is going to make the tournament. A Wisconsin team that, when it comes to Iowa, could actually win yeah. at Iowa. It's a very evenly so matched game. I think the line overall is going to be pretty close, somewhere in Definitely. the two and a half range. Exactly. Three range. And, and would you agree with me that just because it is the Big Ten, the home team is going to be giving up those points as a favorite? Yes, so yes. Iowa probably minus two and a half. Yeah. I'm going to say the exact same thing. So Iowa, Iowa minus two and a half. I'm going to put this for Alex and me. Iowa minus two and a half. Cryer says Iowa minus two and a half. And so the question is, do you think Iowa is – is capable of, of destroying them. Is Marble going to go off for threes like he did against Michigan? I mean, both these right. teams have annihilated Michigan within the last week and a half. Right, so. yeah. And I think that the line will really matter on the shooting, like you said. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. We're in agreement so far. Can't wait to get into some debating later. I know, it's but, funny. But, um, yeah, so I think that when it comes to the threes and when it comes to Marble, mm-hmm. he when, when Marble scores, the line is usually intact. When Marble is inconsistent, which makes sense, he is the inconsistent. Screws, the line screws up. Well, what do you think for the outcome? I mean, do you think Iowa's going to win the game? Do you think I Wisconsin's going to win home, the game? I think at home, Wisconsin's hot. They are hot. I, I think, though, that Iowa knows what they're getting themselves into. I think Marble will go ahead and, and really take control of that game. Okay. I like Iowa in this one. Okay, so you're going to say Iowa? Yeah, at and, home. Okay, and then I'm going to say Wisconsin, not just because I'm disagreeing with you. I just, I mean, the way they really went into Ann Arbor, and that's a tough place to play. I think Wisconsin went through the lull where they dropped, you know, those five games in the Big Ten Conference, and now I think they're really becoming that team that they were earlier in the season. They're getting their confidence back, and they're becoming a dangerous team. Both these teams are very, very good, but uh, Wisconsin right now is the big, big hot team. Also keep in mind that Mm -hmm. when Wisconsin went, Dan, here's what I'm going to argue with you. Okay, sure. That was a different Michigan team. Mm -hmm. That wasn't the same Michigan team that that the Spartans played either. So Michigan was inconsistent. They weren't shooting well. They were turning the ball over. It was a pitiful Michigan team. It was, and so so then I mean we and we could talk about the other games. I mean Minnesota's going to Ohio State, but like I said, Minnesota's gonna drop that game most likely. Ohio State's probably gonna be favored by seven or eight points. I mean then you have Indiana and Northwestern. Indiana's completely fallen off the rails. Indiana is out of the, out of any contention for anything other than the NIT. Indiana is four and eight in the Big Ten, fourteen and eleven overall. Just a huge disappointment. So. That just asks us the question, because the other game on Sunday then is Purdue and Nebraska. And like I said, Nebraska's the team that's looking sharp. This is going to be Nebraska's most likely their eighth Big Ten victory. Nebraska's looking to get in the tournament. So the question now comes down to Sunday. 12 noon, CBS, Michigan State Ooh, at Michigan. Man, this, this is it. This is going to be a good one. This Ryan. is going to be a good this one. This is going to be one for the record books. I Can't mean, wait. It's, it's, it's one because there is 
Would you agree that Michigan State blew that game here a few weeks ago? I mean, we had the lead, and and I know I know Michigan earned it. They Stauskas hit threes. They they but we kind of got overconfident, and that's the problem with this team. Every time we start to soar, we slip up, and I think we started to soar within that game, and then we kind of slipped up. And Michigan, we said, "Oh my God, now we're losing." I don't know if I'd call it that. I don't know if I'd call it that they really slipped up, but I'd say that they just. They didn't slip up and they didn't let Michigan win. Michigan made plays when they needed That's to. That's true. And the Spartans didn't make plays. Yep. It's not like they had any costly. Uh, they maybe had one turnover that was kind of costly. Right. But I don't think there was anything, anything incremental that really cost. Well, I remember in the game it was it was kind of like uh, you know I know Michigan had hit a three to make it a two point game and instead of us working clock and working possession I, I remember Appling driving and taking a quick shot that he might have gotten fouled I, on. I, I do remember that as well. And I then think. and then Michigan came down and scored and tied the game and then they stopped us again and took the lead and really we didn't recover from that moment on and the next thing you know Michigan was up like six or seven points. So this is just the it's really the biggest game in this, of the season. It's going to decide the Big Ten championship because the standings are Michigan State currently is at eleven and three and they have four games left Michigan has five games left including this one against Michigan State and they're 10 and three so because Michigan currently has that tiebreaker if if, if Michigan can de- defeat Michigan State on Sunday that's really going to be the inside track to winning the Big Ten regular season title because Iowa's at eight and four Wisconsin at eight and five but really if Michigan State can win this and go to 12 and three in the Big Ten that means three games left we got Iowa and Illinois here in in um, East Lansing, and then there's a road game which I'm gonna I need to refresh my memory really quick uh, to see which the road game is. Let me let me pull this up really quick. I should know this. Michigan State. I should you know I should have memorized Michigan State's schedule by now. Yeah, at Ohio State on March 9th is the final regular season game for Michigan State. So you know the way I look at it, um, there has to be a fire here, and there cannot be a lack of motivation on Michigan State's part. So I'm just gonna come out and say I think Michigan's gonna be favored. I think it's going to be Michigan minus two and a half. So Michigan minus two and a half. But I think the Spartans go in there and work them. I think the Spartans are going to go in there and do some damage. I think the line's going to be Michigan four. Wow. Cool. And I think that Michigan is going to win not with four. You don't think they'll cover the four? You think think they're just close? Okay. I I think they're going to go a little bit under. Okay. That's fair. So another so a close match. You're looking for a really good like classic yeah. battle is what you're saying. And it was last time too, and I think it's going to be again this time. Yeah, I mean, last time, let me get the exact score here. Uh, the game uh, took place on January 25th, and it was a five-point, uh, 80-75 victory for Michigan. So, um, And I know that Michigan State was favored in that game. And like I said, it was just a shocker here. Uh, you know, Michigan State had a lead, and then Michigan came back, and Stauskas was wonderful in that game. I mean, uh, if I look at the box score of that game, um, Let's go here in the box score. Uh, Stauskas ended up with uh, 19 points, but he was 5 for 6 for 3-pointers. Karis LeVert was 3 for 5 for, with 17 points, 3 for 5 from 3-pointers. Uh, Derek Walton Jr. had 19 points. I, I don't even know who that is. I'm sorry. You don't sorry. know who Derek Walton Jr. is? Exactly. Well, so. you need to get to know him, Cry. Uh-oh. Because this is not going to be Trey Burke. This <laughs> is going to be a way more... Uh, not, not more agile and not more elusive, but this is going to be... A very smart and very controlled 
Trey Burke. Yeah, he's a he's a he's a six one freshman from Detroit. And Al, see, I'm an Illinois guy. I always tell people that who listens to Walk the Line, I'm an Illinois. But uh, Alex is uh, the the man from from Bloomfield Hills, correct? You know, he knows his Detroit guys. So this that that's the thing. And and I'm I'm trying to psychologically so, sense Al, Alex up here. Like you're, I, I'm a bandwagon guy. I'm a Michigan State guy. But I, I feel like you're you're fighting. Maybe maybe you're just being a nice objective observer here. I am being an objective. See, observer, and I think you should too, Cryer. Well, I'm calling you out and I walk the line. Look, well, you got to be objective, Cry. I am, but I, I'm. I just the way that Michigan State went into Purdue, and granted, that's a different. That's a different team. I mean, Purdue sits very close to the bottom of the Big Ten. Uh, Purdue is five and eight in the Big Ten and fifteen and eleven overall, which isn't a terrible record. But Michigan's eighteen and seven and overall, and in ten and three in the Big Ten. So I just really feel like this is a game where yes, Michigan needs to strike back because in their last game. Like I said, Michigan lost 75-62 at home, a 13-point loss to Wisconsin. So they've had a whole week to prepare. So they've they've thought nothing nothing else has been on their mind than the Michigan State Spartans. So I'm wondering, it's a confidence issue. Are they going to have a fire in their belly, the Wolverines, or are they going to look at what Michigan State did to Purdue yesterday and go, uh-oh, we're in trouble? So that's the question. So it's going to be a matter of who starts quick, who comes out. You know, can Michigan can Michigan State – um, you know, hit their threes, and really, if I were if I were a strategist, I would suggest you know getting getting to the bucket early. Let's not try to continue that three point streak. Let's just get to the bucket, try to get fouls, and uh, see if we can defeat Michigan that way. So, I mean, but uh, I, I I do like the fact that so so you're saying that Michigan's going to beat Michigan State, huh? I think they will, and I think they're going to beat them uh, in a close game. Yes. Yeah. All right. I mean, and that's that's the nature of the Big Ten season right now. I mean, we, we like I said, the other matchups not too compelling. You know, Minnesota at Ohio State. Minnesota really, really needs that game. And uh, you know, Ohio State's sitting comfortably. They're twenty-one and six overall. They have eight Big Ten wins. Minnesota's now six and eight in the Big Ten. So they're really, really looking bad after that loss to Illinois. Uh, that to, at home to drop to Illinois, who had lost ten of eleven games. I mean, that really was devastating. So it's a matter of you know, let's move towards March. We're getting we're we're one week away from March, and then, like I said, Michigan State has their final um, regular season game on the 9th, and then you get the Big Ten tournament, and then at, at the, on that Sunday of the Big Ten tournament, which will probably be the 16th, I think, or something around there, you'll you'll get the NCAA tournament bids, and we'll find out uh, where we're going. But, you know, I know everybody here in East Lansing is going to be really, you know, crossing their fingers and holding their breath on at 12 noon on Sunday, so... And I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be looking at Shark. If Michigan State whoops them, I'm say, see Shark, you didn't believe, you didn't believe. But that's what we always say and walk the line. You just want to be right. So accuracy rather than luck. I don't know what rather than luck. Yes. Yeah. And when you're 21, you may feel a little bit lucky than usual. But guess what, Cryer? Yeah. Guess what? Not today because Michigan's gonna win. Mark my words. Wow. I like the boldness of Alex Sharg right now. This is good. This is good. And you know, I you know, I, I really wish Ryan were here to, to 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 get his take on this one. So we're poor poor guy has to has to follow the baseball poor team guy, to right? eighty degree temperature. <laughs> Michigan State baseball this year. That's gonna, it's gonna be, be exciting. So There's not gonna be many lines with that. But, I know. But uh, I mean, yeah, they're 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 looking under Jake Boss to have a good, pretty good season. So. Cool. Cool. Had some had some uh, had a had a guy last year get drafted by the Cubs. Wow. So. 
So we'll see. But anyways, yeah, man. Uh, Cryer, what other games do we have to to walk the? Well, line pretty on? much. I mean, the only other game. The, uh, the uh, there, I'll just mention one more game. I mean, it's a non Big Ten game, and we that we can discuss. It's a Saturday game. It's early on. It's uh, it's Syracuse going into Duke, and now people can say, what was the best game of 2014 so far? It was that Duke Syracuse game that went into overtime, where uh, you know Jabari Parker fouled out, and then Syracuse just dominated underneath in overtime and won the game by I think it was about uh, two or three points. So the question is, Duke, it was coming up their makeup game, which occurred yesterday at North Carolina down in Chapel Hill. Duke was defeated in a lower scoring game than I expected. And, um, you know, it was a, it's a big loss and a huge win for, for the Tar Heels. But now Syracuse is coming off a loss at home to Boston College, who only had five wins. Boston College was 5-21. and 21, And that's what I'm talking about, motivation. You cannot let up in this sport. It, as soon as you think that you have it, you you do not, and that's that's what coaches are battling on a on a daily game to game basis. So then the question is, do you have a prediction between those two superstar programs? I mean, because both of those it's an it's a conference matchup in the ACC. So Syracuse is going into Duke to Cameron, and I, I can't even recall the last time, if ever, that Syracuse played in Duke. So it, this is a this is a first time thing. I mean, is there something? That, what would do you think Syracuse is going to be so angry about losing at home to Boston College? Well, how about Duke? And- North Carolina. That's what I'm saying. I mean, like, both teams are coming off losses. They're both angry. Very, very angry teams. I think that losing to Boston College is a big deal, but Syracuse has been perfect. And when you're looking at a Dukie, who has had some pretty tough challenges, Syracuse too, but Duke, Duke, the Dukies have gone through a lot this year. I mean, with the hype surrounding you know who, we're not going to say his name. But and he's on the cover of Sports Illustrated this week, which is funny with 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 Shashevsky and they're they're you know and look what happens they go out and boom they lose the first game because Duke is twenty one and six overall and ten and four in the ACC and Duke's had some slip ups they've lost to Notre Dame who's not a very good team but Syracuse has been just kind of lucking their way into victory over victory over victory they were twenty five and zero and and got beat at home so. Both these teams are going to be angry. I think that you know you're going to get your Duke's obligatory two and a half point spread, maybe Duke minus three. It's going to be not a big spread at all. And I would expect, um, honestly, after seeing Syracuse lose to Boston College and Duke being mad in the Cameron Crazies, I'm going to say that Duke is going to cover that spread, that two and a half. Cryer likes the Dukies. I don't like them, but I like them to cover against Syracuse tomorrow. <laughs> I like the Dukies too, but I think it's more than two and a half, Cry. Really? Okay. I think it's going to be a, a little bit more in the Duke's favor. Okay. What do you uh, think? I'm going to say five and a half. Five and a half? See, this is what I like. Now, now, see, Shark's got my interest on whoop. Okay, so then I'm going to write this down. So, Syracuse at Duke. Whoop. Yep. And, I'm gonna, and so, Cryer says Duke minus two and a half, and Sharg says minus five and a half and that's that's the beauty we'll find out tomorrow morning when that comes out so uh cool man so did you enjoy your your quick experience here and walk the line it was a short show it was a quick but memorable experience and guess what walk the line always goes all out listen i want to say thank you so much for visiting walk the line and sitting in for ryan smith and we're gonna look back on this show and just laugh yeah, it it's a funny one because it's, it's fun. It's, it's fun. It, yeah, I, I I always have a blast here. I have such a fun time on Impact eighty nine FM here at Michigan State University with Impact Sports. It's a joy to come here and do this every week. So you know, and let's just give a shout out to our boy Anthony Serafino, to Fino out there. Hopefully he's doing well today. And uh, Ryan Smith, we miss you. And I uh, can't wait to get Ryan, uh, you know, back in the studio if, if we can ever find him. He's just too popular, you know. But uh, if we can get Ryan in here again, maybe we can have a big powwow with Fino and you and everybody. Do a big roundtable or something like that. So, But uh, give me one of these through the... How about... Yeah. Peace.
Yes. Yep. All right. Well, I'm going to play us out of here, and Shark's going to help me with the piece. So just want to say to everybody, thanks for joining us here on Walk the Line, episode 21. My name is Dan Cryer. That's Alex Shark. And uh, let me get us out of here. With Dan and Shark, who was here for Ryan, it's Walk the Line. And Shark, we're going to say peace. Take care, everybody. We'll see you later. Yeah, yeah.